Welcome to the AAA NFT podcast, all about affordable NFTs, bringing you from zero to 60 in the non-fungible token world without breaking the bank. With your hosts, Andrew, aka Rantum, and George from Mostly Stable on Zed Run, who will help you navigate new projects, interview expert guests, and explore NFT trends. So whether you're on your first or 50th NFT, we're going to have something for you. And as a quick note, we are not, I repeat, not financial advisors, and nothing in this podcast should be taken as investment advice. Alrighty, disclaimer over. Let's Today on All About it. Affordable NFTs, what went Celebrated wrong? Celebrated our wins, right? What went wrong? What went so wrong? We're looking back at our predictions uh, and, and the year in NFTs a little bit. I think this is what I like about the episode we did a little while back that just reviewed every single project that we recommended and just held up the mirror. And this is kind of doing that, but with what we were speculating about around this time last year, December, January periods of time, and seeing how it either held up or didn't. Um, gosh, anything new in your wallet? What's going on for, for you right now? Uh, no, nothing too new in my wallet recently. I talked a bit about that Edge project. Haven't done much, uh, much else since then. Um, you know, I guess uh, you know, looking at uh, looking at moving some of the, the the mistakes that I've made. You know, those uh, end of year uh, tax harvest, tax loss harvesting. So working on that a bit, but that's uh, you know, that's not that exciting to talk about the the lose the, the losses, right? No, but I guess that's that's true. I've also been doing a lot of moving of of pieces that I had. I, I think it's super important because you know I, I look back and there were moments where I was liquidating staked coins to buy NFTs and like both went down. But at the moment of liquidation, those coins were actually worth quite a bit. So really, spend some time doing that because frankly, it's locked on the blockchain, and if you don't do it now, you're going to kick yourself during tax time. So you know, go back and. And really uh, look through those look through those losses and also think about any moments like I'm I'm thinking back to my Pegaxi stuff where I was like, you know, Viz was pumping. That was like that like fake coin that these like uh flying horses threw off and I couldn't believe how much money Sorry, was coming which, in. Which fake coin from which horses? Which fake coin? This is from Pegaxi. Uh <laughs> not uh no, no, not my my very legitimate horse racing um on Zed, which I love. Uh, but no, but like, here's the thing. Those coins were worth a lot. I was getting them. I was selling them. But then I was like half of the money I was using to buy more stupid flying horses. Um, and so the part I saved, I don't regret. But the part I spent, technically, those were taxable events. I bought an asset that then went down. So just play that out in your mind as you're like doing your your NFT harvesting. Yeah, we talked about this a bit more on a recent episode. So if you didn't give that a listen, you know, it, because it said taxes in the the title, um, you might want to go back and just give it a, a quick listen as you're uh, getting towards the end of the year here. Yeah, yeah, that's true. All right, what do we got in the news? All right, so man, we talked about some of the uh, the big rifts that were happening, and man, this looks a bit. A bit like some of the some of the items that we talked about in that last episode, but there are uh, people coming after Justin Bieber, Jimmy Fallon uh, for their basey the their board ape endorsements. I'm not saying that those are related, but man, this does uh, doesn't look great. And it would there were a lot of suspicions at the time of you know how much they were maybe getting paid off 
you know, that wasn't on the chain uh, and that they were being these were basically being purchased by MoonPay on behalf of celebrities. So it's not entirely clear how much uh, the celebrities were paid versus getting paid. And we may see uh, some of that information come to light with these lawsuits. Yep. Yep. There's a big difference, right? If you're getting paid to sponsor a thing, you need to disclose that. If we were running ads, if we were like, we were also trying to be clear on, you know, this podcast when we talk about, oh, like, I, you know, I make my jokes about Polygon, but yes, I hold Polygon. Like when we own a project, we're like, I hold this project. You also have to say if that project was given to you or paid for by someone else, because there's an assumption from the market that you chose to freely of your own will go and, and buy a thing versus no, no, I've been just pay, paid to drink smart water. Okay, that's fine. But you need to disclose that. And I think because of this like gray area of like, oh, it's an NFT, like it's, you know, totally on the blockchain, no one will tell. Like if you're doing something wrong and you know it, like people are going to find out, <laughs> especially if you're a celebrity. Uh, I'm here. I'm here for those uh, for those investigations. I'm here for that. Yeah, I'm, I'm very curious to see what happens with those. You know, I hope that some, I'm here. we get some, uh, some juicy information on those deals. All right, we got the next one. Man, we actually you called this. You freaking called this without it. I never even saw it in the news. You were always calling this though, so you get to have a I told you so parade. Woo! Nice. <laughs> you get no money, no fanfare. Yeah, yeah right. Whole bunch, of, whole bunch of smugness. You can be so smug. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> smug mug. <laughs> oh man! So we got another old, you know, early internet era, '90s internet era uh, company making it a comeback. I guess some of those are more odds, uh, like LimeWire and some of the others. But this one, we've got Winamp coming back with a NFT. With a music player that will support NFTs or music NFTs. I actually think this is kind of a cool idea. I don't know how to play music NFTs other than going to a website. And I know that that's not very, it's just not a way that I'm going to ever listen to a collection of, or, uh, listen to my music is having to go to a website for each specific song that I want to listen to. So I haven't tried this out. I like the idea of actually being able to bring all of your collected music into one interface and play it all there. I can't, I, I was actually a little surprised to hear that Winamp was was around at all not clear to me if this is an original you know original uh company that's still working on this or if it's been bought out but eh, I, I used this project for for years back in the day there's something romantic about this I, I i was so ready to hate this and i have to take a step back and say yeah i'm from also like an era where i would play a record i would play a cassette i'd play a cd but I could, you know, in those moments, you'd be showing to the audience or to whomever, like, if, especially if you're playing a record, like, I have that record. And for NFT music, a lot of it in your mind, you're like, oh, just play it on Spotify. You're like, that doesn't exist on Spotify. Yes, you could right-click, save, dump it into a file, push it onto a server, connect that server to your spot. It, like, it gets a bit of headachey. But then there's also this, like, oh... If you're playing it for friends or doing something like that, I could see a whole like device standalone to be like in the same way that we're talking about digital picture frames. My mind immediately goes to, you know, it's an NFT player and it could have NFC functionality so that if somebody else were there, they could be like, hey, here's my album that I have. Like, oh, cool. Just makes it a touch more romantic in IRL sense. Yeah, it does. And, I, you know, I think they, yeah. 
oh, they're onto something here. You know, we've <laughs> this next one actually is, is maybe somewhat related. Uh, the sound.xyz platform has seen some some impressive usage recently. Uh, that's the, the title here is saying that the NFT minting goes stratospheric on sound. Um, so this is, you know, I don't know what that, I'm not sure if I'd quite go that far, but, uh, you know, we do see that it's, it's getting used. There are more people uh, starting to get into to music NFTs. Um, you know, it's something that actually I think we'll maybe touch on this later uh, that, you know, I had talked about early in the year. And for the most part, I would say that we haven't seen music NFTs be a major, uh, major impact on the NFT marketplace um, overall this year. And there's a lot still happening. Uh, I see a lot of new marketplaces, a lot of new tools being introduced for for music creators. And, you know, I like to see that, that there are mints uh, happening, even if it's not maybe, uh, you know, the on everyone's, you know, the, you know, it's not the front page of OpenSea or anything like that, but there's a lot happening here. But still alive, and they uh, share some of their data. They've onboarded 240 artists, dropped 709 tracks, reached 6,200 unique collectors, minted 33,000 NFTs, and paid $4 million directly to artists. I think it's, you know, pretty great. I think on the, the million, $4 million to artists, uh, that's something pretty impressive because, you know, it takes a whole lot on Spotify to like earn enough 0.00001, you know, units of money to actually get there. So uh, I like that final stat. I'm less impressed actually by, uh, by the mint volume there, you know, in terms of 33,000, you know, like that's like, you know, a, a Tuesday on um, <laughs> Tuesday and open C. Hey, I mean, Reddit's uh, certainly putting up, much bigger minting numbers than that, but yeah, four million yeah. directly to artists. I think there is something there. You know, as you said, the, the the royalty structure in streaming music is not very good at all for for artists, and I Terrible. think that there's yeah. a a real uh, potential to solve uh, some some problems there. Anyway, oh man, what a reversal here! So Apple, we talked about Apple couple weeks ago in that they were going to impose a 30% tax on all transfers, including going, uh, trying to get a cut of gas fees, Ethereum gas fees for, for any transfer, if even a, a from, of, a, of an NFT from one wallet to another. Now, uh, seems like they, they maybe are, are listening to feedback. Seems unlikely that Apple would do that, but, uh, suppose that they actually do once in a while, listen to what people have to say, and they have reversed that they are going to allow uh, external um, apps in that could bring in crypto and NFTs. I I'm quite surprised by this. The idea that they will allow With external no apps. This is, I mean, they've never allowed external apps at all. So I think there is some something here. Like there probably uh, there seems to be a distinction of what they'll allow in the in the app store. These are if you early on there there were many features that were not available on on iPhones, and there are a lot of uh, and he would jailbreak them, definitely used to do that to be able to get a lot of other features that uh, from apps that weren't allowed. So I think it will be somewhat like that in that you'll be sideloading these. Um, most Android phones also do this where you don't necessarily have to get an app through the official Play, the Google Play Store. You can get them from unofficial. Um, you can get an unofficial app, uh, but it's sort of a use at your own risk uh mentality on those from from google from apple i assume with this one as well so uh, hey i think this is better I, you know, I think they 
maybe realize that there's, you know, that's a potential huge loss of, of, a, of a customers if there's really no option to to interact with with crypto outside of paying 30%, which is, you know, just completely unfeasible. So what I'm reading, and obviously news is updating by the by the day here, is that they're preparing to open iOS competing app stores and that NFT component only for the European market, but not the American market. I missed um, that part. Maybe I'm reading this wrong, but uh, as I go down that article, like uh, yeah. Mark Gurman writing for the Bloomberg says Apple is preparing to do this. Um, so it wasn't clear to me if I, I see that they're doing it to comply with those. It, I read it as they were, that was sort of the impetus, but not that it would be different for the two stores. But that is possible that they would act, yeah, that it could just be that they allow it where they have to and, uh, and not allow it in the US. Yeah. This isn't, I'm not dancing, I'm not dancing yet in terms of this being like, oh my God, everything's going to change. I'm not going um, back to Apple with my phone. But also, choice anytime yeah, no. soon. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, also, though, like just as a reminder, it is technically impossible to charge a 30% fee of gas because that would change the transaction amount, which would change the gas, which would change the transaction amount. It is a recursive loop that doesn't end. It's snake eating itself. If like you try you could, to take it in yeah. Ethereum, but if you just if said you we're to take it in the actual transaction to it, if we're going to just say, well, that was twelve dollars and thirty eight cents in gas, we're going to charge you thirty percent on your fiat Apple Pay connected credit card or whatever. Um, I'm sure they'd be happy to do that and, and yeah, send you the accounting for it too. Figure the way to do it, I guess. Yeah, you're right, but. Absurd. Absurd. Okay. I All think right. we talk about the, the project etched by DECA. I know you were excited about it on last episode. I've actually minted one of these and I, I think it's like pretty cool. So here's my like layman's understanding of this. Like I connected my wallet. I took uh, it, looked through my NFTs and said, hey, take one of these and then shove it through this algorithm that makes it into this cool etch, which is like you know, uh, obviously a generative art piece, circular, multiple colors. It looks like one of those like uh, stencographs. I'm pronouncing it wrong, but like, you know, where you have those like various designs where the pencil goes around in a circle in a circle. And uh, it's a good looking thing, I guess. I don't fully understand it. Maybe you can explain a bit more. Yeah, I, I could try to. I know that it's a, it's a, experimental project from DECA, as we talked about, and, and Matt Kane. And Matt Kane is a, uh, he's a very, one of the earliest OG crypto artists. He's been around the space for a long time. He's uh, one of the early uh, super rare artists, has a lot of pieces there um, that um, go for a, a very premium price. He's also the artist behind Gazer's Art Blocks collection that um, I think is now at something like a 35 ETH floor. Um, and it's a very interesting collection. He's a big, big time in the big time coder in the way he goes about his art. Um, those pieces, the, the Gazer's collection changes over time in response to the moon phase. Um, and this project is definitely experimenting with his with his coding and bringing in uh, bringing the your own bringing in collections or pieces from your own NFT collection and then combining it with 
um, with these works as just the, as George was saying, I think it's a stenograph maybe. So, uh, I don't know the exact <laughs> word. I it wrong. Uh, <laughs> I love somewhere someone's like, I don't know the answer. It's stenograph. So then, yeah, then you've got the idea here is that you can etch these words onto the blockchain. You know, he's saying that in, we don't actually get words typically etched on the blockchain. So you, when you, you have to add text into this um, in order to sort of commemorate them to, to remember these words on, on the blockchain. I don't know where this project goes, obviously, in the future. I think, you know, there's a lot of potential for, you know, maybe using these to combine in, in further ways or even, you know, to string different words together. Um, you know, I have no idea what may play out here. I would just, I'd be surprised if this were the end of it. Um, other projects that they, I mean, their DECA project is an ongoing, um, just an ongoing creative project where they keep adding new levels that you can get to with points. Um, I think they, well, they've done, they've done a piece with, uh, with X copy in the past, um, that has given a holders access to, or given them, I, I think, I mean, access, but has given raffle, um, raffle entry, uh, to, and I, you know, there, I, I, I just think that there's a, a good chance that they'll, they will end up doing more with this. So probably worth minting, uh, one at least, and, you know, maybe a couple, if you want to experiment with, uh, you know, putting maybe a phrase together. Yeah, I put my one of my favorite my noun uh, my noun eighty three in there, and I minted that out. So I think it's worth it for mint price uh, and has upside. You get to play with some tech. Uh, yeah, I like this project. Uh, so it's Deca.art. Yeah, show us show us your 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 cool ideas in the the Discord. You know, show us the words that you came up with, and you know, just just don't say anything too bad about us in in, in the description. Hello, uh, that's right. Because whenever you put in the description, it's actually minted there. Worst idea ever. Terrible. It's actually kind of interesting. Um, alrighty. So the theme, what we got wrong. So we're looking at back, you know, we scanned through our, what we were excited about kind of podcasts and what was top of mind. So last year around this time, we were very excited about Coinbase NFT. It was like, when, when we actually have an episode, when Coinbase NFT as though it were like some magical event that would automatically turn all of the users of Coinbase into fervent, rabid NFT monsters. Uh, how did that play out, Andrew? Uh, I mean, Coinbase NFT is out. Um, <laughs> it's uh, maybe it's maybe not as big of an impact as we thought. Is that, is that maybe understating it? I put it at the top because I think it's the number one thing we got wrong. I learned a lot. Actually, whenever my expectation versus reality is like that high a delta, it really helps me like look back and be like, like, what don't I understand? And I think from that point, I, I think was too much in the world of like how excited I just was about the ownership of NFTs. And I thought when other people got this opportunity, my assumption was that it was a barrier to entry. Like it was some sort of like, oh, too hard to cross into this ability to purchase things and Coinbase will make it easy. And it's it's not about ease of purchase necessarily, uh, or at least the way they did it. Um, it's really about the different ways that functionality has to be built into things. So, you know, I, uh, I had this assumed thing that would be automatically adopted by everyone who has the market. And instead it was like a dead feature out of the door. 
Yeah, I think there was maybe more self-selection than we realized in the people who were interested in NFTs. They had largely already found their way to to self-custody, to, to use MetaMask, yeah. largely MetaMask, maybe some other some other, you know, extensions, you know, and at the end of the day, you know, we're, we're saying it was a huge hurdle and there's a lot of people, if you've really wanted to get into it, it's not as, as you know, people listening to this, you know, you know, that you can get into NFTs and, um, it's not the most technically challenging thing if you, if you really want to do it. So, you know, the idea that maybe that was the biggest hindrance, um, to holding, you know, to hold a few back, you know, that were for into crypto, but didn't want to, to get into, or th that wanted to get into NFTs and just didn't have access to it. Yeah. I think we made a big mistake there and it's definitely something I've tried to keep in mind, you know, as, as new projects have come out new products are released. Okay. Another one, sort of a prediction thing we were looking forward to was the Super Bowl. We thought that NFTs would be featured prominently and crypto would be featured prominently following on to adoption. What we didn't realize is that one of the biggest advertisers for crypto in the Super Bowl was actually one of the largest uh, perpetrated Ponzi schemes in recorded history. FTX being the leader out there, paying for a lot of placements. And so it actually had the complete inverse effect. Yeah, there was, I mean, we did see a few ads huh. um, from some big companies, but yeah, it definitely did not bring people in. And the, yeah, in the end, we saw a lot of celebrities pumping NFT or probably crypto. That's not looking so good anymore. It definitely, again, you know, I think we're, it was the idea that, you know, more exposure is just going to bring people in. And, you know, we had already, we had seen that wave. I think that wasn't what was going to do it. Man, that's, uh, that was a big miss. I think it's surprising that uh, we're still seeing some companies talk about trying to do a, another uh, or to invest in a, Super Bowl ad um, after we saw a pretty considerable amount spent last year. And ooh, I can't imagine that the ROI has been good on any of the, that money. Yeah, I feel like people are still feeling the rug burn, but we'll see. Uh, okay, another one, games. We were incredibly bullish. I was leading the charge on this, I'll say. Like every game, I was like, someone's going to figure this out. Someone's going to have, uh, you know, the next big thing out there. And what happened was there would be hype cycles and they were far shorter than I realized. Uh, you know, I started this episode talking about like some of the things I'm, I'm selling from Pegaxi, which completely imploded. But, you know, I, you know, you can look at all pretty much games, even Red Village, we were really excited about. It just, uh, it wasn't there in terms of being able to figure out an economic model that sustained, right? Play to earn or play and earn. We were, Kind of always like, oh, which will, you know, be the thing that the truth is it doesn't work yet. You know, if the game doesn't start off as fundamentally fun, addicting, something I want to be a part of, uh, you, you, you really have a hard time, I think, starting with an NFT first mindset versus a game first. Um, and we haven't seen it in the market. We haven't seen uh, even the largest ones like Atlas, um, you know, come to fruition in any meaningful way. Yeah, I don't know. What do you see on this? Yeah, I mean, I think there was, I know there's been a ton of investment in different gaming projects and we have not seen the, uh, the adoption that you'd expect at this point. You know, I thought, and I know that there, there, it can take some time. I am hoping that, you know, we still see something. However, I think 
we've talked about this before. I think that there's a strong, a stronger chance that we get a simple mobile app type of game that's, you know, maybe not all that impressive. And it is just, you know, it gets a lot of users and, and you slowly or people don't even realize that it's happening. Um, and maybe isn't this this and this huge invested uh, investment um, NFT project that everybody's paying attention to, you know, I think maybe that's too obvious and trying to go about it a little uh, too head on. Um, you know, I could be wrong, but it feels like there's going to be a different a different tactic that ends up working here that that maybe uh, makes better use of the blockchain or, or integrates with the blockchain in ways that we beyond just owning an asset in a game. Yeah, I mean, for all that said, you know, Axie Infinity for the past seven days has done 364 ETH in volume. Like, that's real, right? 37,000 sales. Like, people are still playing. Yeah, there's still interest. There's still, I mean, I think that's the thing, you know, you're seeing that there's still interest. There's still people there. And maybe we are out of some of the hype cycles. You know, the the prices have certainly come down, but that's true everywhere. And uh, there was a ton of investment, as I said. I think that probably... uh, Increase the the value of some of these with the the expectations that there was going to be things come you know releases coming right away and and more investment and, and more uh more public players coming into the space and uh you know gets gets back to what we've said you know it's, this is a we haven't seen a sudden surge this is more of a slow growth uh, type of uh, at least right now that's where we are in, in in the crypto space in general I mean we are not at the stage of seeing uh, you know, just a, a surge of people come in. And I think that's going to be true with the games too. We're going to have things that are crypto native. They, they maybe get some, get some, get some buzz in the crypto area first, and then hopefully can, you know, lead to things that, that get more mass adoption. I don't know if those are actually the same type of game though. Yeah. Yeah. it's a good question. Uh, another one we were, I think you so you you were a bit more excited about this than I. Music, you know, looking at the opportunity for music NFTs. I mean, on the heels of hearing Sound XYZ calling calling their numbers stratospheric, which you know, I, I don't know. 33,000. I don't know that I would say it's stratospheric, but <laughs> hey, but you know, we got Winamp. Uh, you know, Winamp that's what's that. you know. No, I'm not going to take this as a win. But, you know, I, I do think there's still something more coming here. There is a lot of investment, and in said there are some. There is real usage. It's relatively small, and the fact that there is a problem with with how music is distributed and, and paid for in the like the digital distribution of music is is broken. I think there is you know potential here because of that more so than than industries where you see it working pretty well. Um, you know, there's a bigger opportunity here. Yeah, I think it's got a more near term success probability because you're talking about artists with true fans. And those are two critical ingredients, I think, to generating that type of value um, and utility. It can also, you could imagine, blend uh, blend into IRL events pretty elegantly. Um, I think there's tremendous opportunity there. I think it's just uh, got a bit more road. Thank more goodness. Road to get to that market. That- Taylor Swift did not get involved with FTX. There, there, there's a story that they had tried to sign her to a hundred million dollar deal, but if they had actually done, I don't know, maybe it would have. Turns out that would have saved them or something. You know, they, they would have handled the ticket thing and, and just pocketed all that money. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, the joke that I was like hearing is just like, I mean, it's, uh, I'm very impressed. I, I keep waiting to hear any sort of statement from uh, Taylor Swift's team, but like, what a, what a remarkable presence of awareness to be like, why? Yeah, I don't like it. Some smell like, there's a hundred million dollars. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, for a anyone. lot of money, I don't care who you are. And yeah. so something must have thrown off an alarm bell. But the joke of the matter is that Sam made a calculation, right? Like, this is a smart human, that he would have just taken all of the fans' money who would have obviously wanted to buy NFTs on their platform and paid her with it and then kept everything left over. Right? Like, can oh, you make yeah, more yeah. money? Right? Like, that's essentially what you're doing. You're buying someone's celebrity, monetizing it taking the people's money who think that they're saving money and putting money into an investment account or savings account or stable coin on your platform or buying an NFT on your platform. Uh, and you're just taking and paying that person. And you can just keep repeating that again and again, which is very interesting. Um, and it's destructive force. In it. So that did make me think the other part of this, you know, we're talking about the music distribution and how digital music is played. And we also know that the ticketing industry is very broken and that's where i think you can see some of these come together and i know that there's a problem with with the access to venues and the, a lot of the artists that we're talking about on on these you know, that are producing on sound at xyz i don't think are, are at the level of, of needing to worry about that you know that the larger venues at this point you know maybe this does need to start from a you know a, a more grounds up kind of of, of manner and there's something to, to, to combining those, giving access to your biggest fans, giving them the option to buy tickets ahead of others. And you really understand who the fans are, not not giving access because they're a, you know, a Capital One gold, whatever member, you know, that doesn't show that you're a, a fan. You know, if you if you have a, yeah. you can have that NFT, you know, I mean, yeah, maybe you bought the NFT, but you've at least had to do something to 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 show you're a fan. And if you're, you know, if you've been along for a long time, you got that NFT cheap you know at, at when before they were before they were anything and it, it's almost like yeah I, I knew the band before they were played you know before they made it to the top 40 whatever you know that kind of the idea before they blew up and, and you can prove it yeah. and, and those artists those artists are there now so maybe we do an episode where we look at sound xyz and be like are there um are there upsides there can we play in that um or oh is boy, it just that's of, a tough one you know, one of many right it's really hard i'm like I like listening to music, but I'm sure someone can do it. Someone, yes, someone can do it. Uh, All right. I like that music take. Uh, I can go quickly through this one. World Cup. I thought uh, the number one attentive sporting event of the world combined with NFTs and soccer would do something. It didn't. Um, New coins were sort of created, fan coins. Uh, There's definitely people making money, but the people that are making money are the ones that are Launching projects, not holding on to projects and flipping. I've seen. I think they're running some of those. Uh, Griff play. See last episode. What do you need? <laughs> a major event with attention. Uh, yeah. So not not much there. If you were going to make money, you would have done stupid soccer balls based on the country and seen how many like go and do some incentive there. Like it. Um, a nothing burger. And so a thing that I'm going to realize similar to Coinbase and Super Bowl, is that future event is already priced into whatever asset you're looking at um, in many ways. Uh, Because the new attention is not bringing new customers at a level that's going to move the price in any substantive way. And that's what I'm seeing. All right. 
another one. We were very bullish on NFT tracking tools. Um, and NFTs is SaaS. We were like, oh. Despite our own reservations about the SaaS we like, model. Yeah, no, we pointed out the problem. And then we still, I mean, you know, I still like my Wagme, uh, Wagme tool, but like I didn't need to use it enough that it's been worth it. But it's yeah. not the value of, of the, the NFT itself is certainly not worth it. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, and so NFTs as SaaS um, don't really work. And when we say that, we just mean when you buy this subscription access to some software that requires ongoing maintenance, but you just have a one-time fee forever, like very clearly, like doesn't necessarily work. Um, anyway, didn't see the value there. Um, how about this one? We had a general uh, shade against Solana and like not trusting Solana NFTs and things on there. Uh, we did, hey, we had an open mind. We had an open, I like that about us. We had an open mind. We did dabble on there. We did play on there. Um, but how, how do you feel like this turned out in terms of our prediction? Oh, man. Pat and I, Pat and ourselves on the back here, right? We have stayed yeah, away from that mess. Um, because, you know, I think it is one that was easy to get caught up in. And look, it's not that like everything else has been perfect, but that has had <laughs> risk from the start. You know, when you don't have access, some of the time it's as good as like, you know, I mean, essentially never. Um, so I, that always scared me, uh, the downtime over there and. I'm glad to, to not be involved in that ecosystem. My fear was also around the uh, percent that investors held and would be dumping mm -hmm. on the market. And again, if you are paying a price for a thing in that currency, and then, I don't know, let's say a bunch of investors are looking to dump their bags on you as quickly as they're possible going to do it, uh, that's going to have a very, very negative impact on um, on the price. Um you know, and then like the SPF debacle dropped that price from third, from it was dancing in the 30s for a while down to less than half. So it's dancing in like $12 range. But uh, a year ago, do you want to play the game, Andrew? Guess that price. What was Solana at? Well, a year ago, it was Solana at? Yeah, a year ago, if we were like, buy mm. Solana NFTs, that's the place to be. 130. You playing at home. Got to guess a higher number, a little higher than 130. Keep going. 160? Keep going. Uh-oh, 230. <laughs> there we go. It got up to 197. So, like, oh, just boy. take a pause, right? Like, this time last year, we were throwing shade at Solana because we were saying, I don't know if I trust the underlying asset. Now, yes, you can throw eggs at Ethereum all you want, but it sure as shit didn't do this type of drop where it goes from 197 down to a current... $14. What happens to that NFT you bought at 200? Remember that episode you did? What is, you know, when a 100% gain isn't a gain? This is exactly what we were talking and about. Oh, my NFT went up 3x in value. I'm sorry, the coin you were on went down 99% value. What does that look like? Well, take a look, well, look at Zolana. That's what that looks like. <laughs> that's what that looks like. So, um, you know, you're you're picking up pennies in front of a steamroller if you're trying to flip on, uh, on a platform that's got that much hype. Um, so, the things we got wrong, I will take it. But um, you know, I'm, I'm I'm pretty pretty bullish on that one. I think we uh, hopefully guided somebody away from decisions like that. All right, uh, <laughs> and we were you know related here. We Hold nailed on, this. We're one. laughing on this. We nailed it. <laughs> Did we? we All right, we, we really focused on on the ETH, the Ethereum network. We did. Uh, so we have in here, the merge will boost the market. 
And this is sort of a broad sentiment that I think we had moving into the year. I can't wait for the merge. It was like going to come out yeah. in June. Then it was going to come out, whatever. Uh, no? You don't think? Is that not? I haven't really no. looked at No? You, no. I've been holding off and looking at the price because, you know, I'm going to be able to up, 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 unstake and I didn't really want to look at the price until I could unstake. So we're not, not doing yeah. so good. Not so hot. No, it's, uh, it's not, right? Like, so the merge, here's what I will say. I'm excited that the NFTs that I own on Ethereum are greed by the sort of measurement of energy storage usage. Ah, not in the green. I like that. Uh, they are not in the green. No. <laughs> they are green, but not the I way it. I kind of <laughs> wish they were, right? So the market didn't respond. It didn't draw uh, the type of, um, I guess, hype and adoption of the Ethereum network. You know, it's just people still building. So uh, even when the event impacts the underlying technology of the thing, making it more stable and secure. Uh, and by the way, ultrasound money, because guess what Ethereum is doing? The operation of it, selling block space, is technically reducing the overall supply, you know, month by month uh, because of the new way that staking works, uh, which is pretty cool. Uh, but no one cares. Uh, no one cares about that. And we thought they would. They don't. <laughs> oh, that, that, yeah. It was, you know, glad that it was a relative non-event because if it had, it had a potential to, to really go bad if it didn't go smoothly. So I guess that's good, but it definitely was not a catalyst for, for uh, the market in any way. <laughs> nope. Nope. Thought it would be. So I think here's a big takeaway. Like, uh, the news is already priced in. There it is. Don't get excited about a thing in the future. The news is already priced in. Uh, I would I would say playing in the right areas makes a lot of sense. So like in a macro sense, uh, I still like the idea of playing in the, the domain of music. I, I'm very wary about games. I've learned a lot about the game dynamics that don't work. I, I'm yeah. nervous about like going all in on any other game. Um, so I'm probably not doing that anytime soon. And we may have to get into another, maybe we'll have to get another predictions for what's coming, but I guess you go you know, through predictions? All right, we'll do a prediction episode. So we can be really wrong again. <laughs> I would definitely steer away from, from <laughs> yeah. any ideas that any a single event would be a, a big catalyst for either price or participation in, in NFTs. Uh, you know, that's, I, I've, everyone yeah. is not coming. That's the banner. Everyone is not coming. It's right. going to be a trickle. Yeah. I mean, hopefully incoming, you know, hopefully it's a, <laughs> I think I'm kidding. Not they slow trickle out. <laughs> yeah. 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 I didn't say which way. Uh, all right. Well, there we have it. Uh, I think maybe we'll, we'll go for a predictions episodes if, if we feel, uh, if we feel motivated come up with some stuff. yeah we're really so, we're coming up to the end of the year again man it's uh yeah definitely been a different year than than what a than what either of us thought it would be and i think than than what most people thought it would be it's, man if you look at back at just the man crypto has been dominated by uh just scammer after scammer and grifter and uh all looking like it was the legit stuff and man i'm, I'm ready for ready for something new yeah i uh I think if you survive, like you weren't, 
you certainly weren't early when you were coming in into 2021's like hot market. But if you're coming in now and you've survived this, like you are officially, um, yeah, you're officially OG. I think if you've survived this market and are still interested in doing this and, and experimenting. Earning uh, stripes. Whether or not right? that's rewarded, who knows? Yeah, you have stripes. I'll mint them for you at the low, low price of how much you willing to pay. Yeah. Alrighty. Yeah. Uh, hey, if you haven't gotten us a gift already, leave us a review on whatever player you happen to be listening to. And uh, yeah, we'll probably have another episode, but in case we don't, uh, have a happy holidays. This has been an episode of the AAA NFT podcast, all about affordable NFTs. The episode notes and resources may be found at 3ANFT.com in our show notes. Again, 3ANFT.com. And that reminder, don't bet what you can't afford to lose. Remember, we are not financial advisors and nothing in this podcast should be taken as investment advice. Thanks for joining us. I hope you learned something.